Hello again. Welcome back. I'm Maddie Hamilly, your host, and this is It's Murder Time. This episode and the next is going to be about the motherfucker Ted Bundy piece of shit. Um, really quick, before we really dive all the way into that, uh, there's a lot, trust me. Um, I'm already at like six pages of notes, so be prepared. This will be two parts. Um, I just wanted to say thank you everybody for listening and well, you know what, without further ado, I'll give you a little fun fact about him and then we'll dive just right the fuck into it. All right. So a very fun fact, a very, very fun fact about Ted Bundy is, you know, he doesn't know who his daddy is. He doesn't because he's not listed on the birth certificate. He's not, his mother never mentioned him. His mother's dead now. So like, eh. but, and he's dead now. So like, eh. (laughs) but yeah, that's your little fun fact. And without further ado, let's dive into this piece of shit. Ted Bundy.
All right, guys, welcome back. We are going to start talking about his first set of murders, his two first sets of murders. Uh, that'll be in January of 1974, all the way to June 1975. So get ready. So this first victim actually uh, survived. And there's conflicting reports on whether her name was Karen Sparks or Joni Lenz. Uh, but she was 18. She was a dancer and student at Washington University. And Bundy snuck into her house. The So the story is the same. It's just the names that are different. There's not like different stories or anything. It's just the names. I don't know why they're different names. Um, I tried to find it, but meh. Uh, so Bundy... <laughs> Sorry, this one's these are gonna be difficult, so just be prepared. Uh Bundy bludgeoned her with a rod that he took from her bed frame, and it's undetermined because she couldn't talk about it, whatever the reason was at the time. Uh but he either used that same rod or a metal speculum and raped her with it. So yeah, already starting off a uh, really piece of shit like, you know, really selling the fact that you're an asshole, Ted. Uh, of course, this caused inter extensive internal injuries. And although she survived, which, yay, it's, it's yay, but no, uh, she did have permanent physical and mental disabilities, which is just horrendous. Okay. Now, from here, he goes once a month, pretty much. So, February 1st, 1974, and I will stop saying 1974, because now you know what year it is. Uh, so, February 1st, this is victim Linda Ann Healy, commonly thought of as his first victim. Now, as you'll know, as as I may have mentioned in the previous little section, uh, or before, uh, we don't know if any of these are his first victims or not. These could totally be his 50th or 60th victims. We just really don't know. Because he's, at the time he committed this first uh, assault uh, on January 4th to Karen Sparks slash jo Jody Lenz, he was 27 years old already. Most serial killers start around 19, 20. So he's already 27. He's already getting up there now granted there are cases of serial killers who don't start until they're late in their 50s or late in their 80s or 70s or whatever like there are cases like that it's just it's a little odd that he started when he was 27 years old as far as we're aware um so that's just to say that there are possibly more victims and there's we do not have an extensive list by any means. Um, so this is Linda Ann Healy. She was a UW grad. She broadcasted the warning weather report for some skiers. And he beat her unconscious, dressed her in jeans. Uh, sorry, he kidnapped her from campus, beat her unconscious, dressed her in jeans, a white blouse and boots, and drove off with her on campus. She was later found on what is considered to be Ted's burial site called Taylor Mountain. Um, a lot of the, a lot, he, he said that he would take the bodies and he would just toss them off the cliff. Um, sometimes he would dismember, sometimes he wouldn't. It just, meh, it really depended, I guess. Motherfucker. Uh, she was 22 years old on March 12th. 
we have Donna Gail Manson. She was 19. Now, she was on her way to a jazz concert when she disappeared. She never got to the jazz jazz concert. Um, They never found her body, and Ted did confess. He said that he burned her skull in his girlfriend's fire pit. Fireplace, I think. But, like, it's a lot harder to burn a skull than you think it is, Ted. So, I'm going to have to go with no. I don't really think you did that. Uh, it is, it is something that should be said that she was depressed. So it is possible that she completed suicide, um, rather than was a victim of Ted Bundy. Uh, we just will not know. She is accounted for, uh, due to the fact that Ted confessed, um, April 17th, he took Susan Elaine Rancourt. She was also 19 years old. She was abducted from campus, from her campus as well. Um, there were reports of uh, the day of from fe- a female student who, and then a report three days prior from another female student. And these two reports stated that a man in a sling needing help loading books into his brown or tan VW Beetle was reported. And unfortunately, later, Susan. Her skull was found on Taylor Mountain. And a lot of these you're going to notice it's just their skulls or just their femurs or just only a little bit of them is found. It's not really a lot. Um, On May 6th, he took Roberta Kathleen Parks. She liked to go by Kathy, so that's what we'll refer to her her as. Um, Kathy left to get coffee, but she never arrived. He raped and killed her and dumped her in virtually the exact same place as Susan Elaine Rancourt, uh, the previous victim. Now, Kathy was 20 years old, and uh, it was just harsh. That's, That's, dude... Bundy can just literally go fuck himself with a metal rod that he is taken from his own bed. Uh, uh, On June 1st, he took Brenda Carol Ball. She was 22 years old. She was last seen in the parking lot of an airport talking to a brown-haired man with his arm in a sling. And as we all probably know by now, that's Ted's thing. He likes to prey on people's willingness to help and their willingness to help, like be good people. He likes to prey on that and then kidnap you, rape you, bludgeon you, murder you, and toss your body off a Taylor Mountain. So, woohoo! Piece of shit! Uh, wow, just really awful human being, truly. Um, and then now this one is interesting because he didn't even leave... He left only 10 days in between Brenda Carroll Ball and George Ann Hawkins, whose name you've probably heard. Now, George Ann Hawkins was only 18 years old. And the main reason you've probably heard about George Ann Hawkins, not only because, goddamn, she was so fucking young. uh, But she literally vanished walking from her boyfriend's dorm house to her sorority house, which was just an alley. It was just an alley. That was all that was separating his dorm house from her sorority house. Now, there had been reports earlier that day of a man in the alley on crutches with a leg 
with his leg in a cast and he was struggling to carry a briefcase to put it into his light brown VW Beetle. Hmm, surprise. I wonder who the fuck it was. Uh, also, this reminds me, don't fucking help people. Just don't. Just don't. Watch that bitch struggle. I don't care. I don't, I don't, like, come at me if you want about that, but like, nah, dude, I'm not helping you. That's like, Ted, that's whole, all Ted Bundy right there. Nah, nah, mm-mm, no, thank you. Now, this one Ted confessed to, he confessed that he rendered her unconscious with a crowbar, handcuffed her, drove her to Issaquah, I think is how you pronounce it. I-S-S-A-Q-U-A-H. If you know any better, let me know. Uh, He strangled her and then he spent... uh, Get ready for this. He spent the night with her corpse. Yeah. Yeah. That was just as disgusting to say as it was to read as I'm imagining. Uh, disgusting. And you know what? We're just gonna keep piling that shit on because he revisited her corpse three times over the next couple of weeks. He said, uh, he said he also went back to the alley the morning after when all the crime scene techs are there. He then picked up the earrings and her shoes where he, and there's differing reports on how he said this, and I couldn't find the actual video audio quote, uh, but he said that he left them. Oh, he picked up the earrings and one shoe where he had left them the night before in the adjoining parking lot and then left undisturbed. Part of me has to say that that is bullshit because, like, you you left them there like you you set them in a slightly secluded spot so that you could come back and what like that makes no sense ted that makes no sense like come on my dude but i guess you could play devil's advocate and kind of see the other side of like what if like it probably accidentally happened but how do you accidentally remove both of her earrings cuz he did specify earrings and shoe I've heard of that in all of them. It's just whether he left it or forgot it or whatever, or he's totally bullshitting everything and is making all of this up. Totally possible on all three accounts. Um, so that was Georgian Hawkins, June 11th. Now we're going to skip to July 14th. Now this is a double whammy. Now Georgian Hawkins was found with these two victims, uh, it's likely that Georgian Hawkins died the day she disappeared on um, that June 11th. So these are, so July 14th, he took Janice Ann Ott and Denise Marie Nasland. Now here's a couple of very interesting facts about these two victims. One, they were at Lake Sammamish State Park. This is of course, July 14th. It's, crowded it's the middle of the day it's broad daylight and he kidnaps them takes them a little ways to a secluded area kills them so we had five witnesses five different witnesses describe an attractive young man wearing a white tennis outfit with his left arm in a sling with a light accent which is weird like why are you adding that on now ted it's clearly been working for you previously uh like canadian or british it was said who introduced himself as ted oh 
Uh, and he asked ladies for help in unloading a sailboat from his VW Beetle. Now, of those of those five witnesses, four of them said, absolutely fucking not. You're a goddamn madman. Why the fuck would I ever do that? One was like, eh, you know, all right, I'll help. And then saw there was no boat and was like, nah, fuck you. Peace the fuck out. Uh, which, good for those five li- women. Uh, we're really proud of you. Um, so Janice Ott and Denise Nasland apparently did not get the fuck you Ted Bundy memo and he so he confesses to murdering one before the other and making the other watch but he later recants it honestly I think I think he did it I I think he made one of them watch the other get murdered I've because how he did it is he went and he got Janice Ott went and got Denise Nasland and dropped her off with Jan- uh, with where he would put Janice Ott. And then he killed them. And in everything he says, he do- he only the one time says he made them, w- one of them watch the other be murdered. But he also um Lost my place, but we're going to skip past that. Yeah. We're going to skip past that, because I've completely forgot what I was going to say. Well, their remains were found on September 6th, 1974. Now, I mentioned George Ann Hawkins a little bit earlier. She was found in the same location as Janice Ott and uh, Denise Nasland. Um... But we only found her femur bone. We didn't find anything else from her. Uh, So she could have been moved. She could have been buried somewhere else. We just don't know. The only part of her that we have is her femur, which is horrendous. Janice Ott was 23 years old. Denise Nasland was 19. Ugh. So, of course, naturally, after this incident, Seattle police are like, hell fucking yeah. I mean, know that these two women got killed but hell fucking yeah we have sketches and shit so they like they release the sketch distribute it out a woman comes forward and is like yo ted fucking bundy is your guy he is your guy and she like called multiple times and was like he's your dude he's your dude he's your dude well those good old boys in the seattle police department uh, thought it was unlikely that a law student with no criminal record as an adult um, could possibly be their guy. Yeah. They looked at him and were like, mm, nah. Basically. Basically just, eh, nah. Probably not. So... <laughs> Which, like, what the fuck? But of course, because they released the sketch, he now moves to Salt Lake City. It also is not just because he released the sketch. He also did get accepted into Utah Law School, as I mentioned in the background. Um, So he goes, moves to Salt Lake City to start law school. And now this is his second series of murders. He has, I think, a total of... It's like 3 slash 3.5 you'll see in part two. Uh, (laughs) So 
here we go. This is now, these are, these are now in Salt Lake City, Utah. The previous ones were in Seattle, Washington, or in Seattle. Yeah, Seattle, Washington. Uh, and now these are in Salt Lake City, Utah. So September 2nd, still we're in 1974, same year. Now, I've had conflicting reports about this. Uh, there are some places that say there's no fucking way this victim exists. There are some places that say she is real. He confessed. Uh, it's up in the air. I'm going to just give it to you because it kind of seems like it's it does fit with his uh, once a month type thing. And she... Uh, okay, so... We do not know her name. She is not yet identified. Um, he said on September 2nd, I raped and strangled a girl. And one time he says he disposed of her in a nearby river almost immediately. And then the other time he says he came back the next day to fo- photograph and dismember her corpse. Which, like... Okay? Uh, why wouldn't you just do that all at once? Like. I don't know. It's whatever. I don't want to dive into that part. Mm. Um, but this is na- the next victim on October 2nd is Nancy Wilcox. She was 16, which oof. Ugh. So he said that he raped her and then buried her remains about 200 miles south of the sh- city that she was kidnapped in, which was Holiday, Utah. But of course, even after extensive digging and searching, she has still yet to be found. Um, October 18, again, he didn't even wait a full month for this one. He took Melissa Ann Smith, who was 17 years old. She was actually the daughter of uh, Midvale, Utah's police chief, which is very interesting. Um, She was found naked, raped and beaten in a nearby mountain area about nine days after she went missing. October 31st, he took Laura Ann Aimee. Amy? I'm not sure. If you know how to pronounce that, it's A-I-M-E. So let me know. Uh, She was 17 years old. Hikers found her nude, frozen body on Thanksgiving Day in Provo Canyon, Utah. Which, yeah, Thanksgiving Day, man, like... Fuck, Ted's even ruining that shit for me. So, if you thought Ted ruined Thanksgiving, well, he's about to ruin general hygiene. Because he later confessed to coming back to both Laura and, uh, to both Laura and Melissa uh, and shampooing their hair and applying makeup to their dead bodies. And let's be real here. Let's, let's be totally honest. He didn't stop there. He didn't leave it at shampooing and makeup. We know he didn't. We don't have to get into the specifics, but we know we didn't leave it there. So November 8th, we'll just blow right past that. Uh, November 8th, we have an almost victim. This is Carol Durange, who, by the way, is a fucking badass. Oh my God, such a badass. She is... 18, she was 18 years old at the time of her attack. Um, so apparently she was leaving her job and Ted approached her, approached her and 
identified himself as Officer Rosalind, told her that someone had tried to break into her car and asked if she would accompany him to the station to file a report. She's like, oh my God, yes, of course. Like, naturally, absolutely. So she goes and she's in the car and she realizes, hey, we're heading the wrong way. Like, you realize that, right? And so, of course, he pulls over and he tries to handcuff her. And now there's differing uh, uh, takes on what happened. Either she fought him off and ran away, or this fucking dumbass fastened the cuffs to the same wrist. So both of the cuffs were on the left wrist, which honestly, I gotta believe that one. Because that's just some dumbass shit that Ted Bundy would pull and try and be like, look at me, I'm so refined and cool. And oh no, it's on the same wrist. Fucking idiot. Fucking idiot. Well, as excited we are that Carol Durant did survive her attack, uh, about a couple hours, about, I think it was like four, three hours later. Ted Bundy went and picked up his next victim, which was Deborah Jean Kent. So her te- she was 17. She was leaving high school. Her She was in a theater club, I think. And the theater club was all getting out. And some of the students and the teacher said that they ha- had seen a stranger asking each of them as they, each of them to ID a car that was outside. Um, when she was kidnapped right where the right where he took her from was drum roll please the key to carol's cuffs oh yeah the key to her cuffs were found they found them in the same place that deborah jean kent disappeared from so obviously we now have a direct connection between carol deranch and deborah jean kent they were clearly attacked by the same person and obviously now we know it's ted bundy um we do not have a whole lot of information on her uh except for she was buried with nancy wilcox the victim from october 2nd 1974 uh right after like the second victim possibly first victim as he moved to Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, So after this, so that was November 8th, 1974. After this, the lady who called the Seattle police about Bundy calls again after the Lake Sammamish victims uh, are found and all of that. She calls again. And... You know, the witnesses from Sammamish couldn't ID him in a lineup, which I can understand that. But damn, that's just shitty. That's just a shit situation right there. So he did luckily give us the month of December off. Thanks, Ted. Uh, And January 12th, 1975, we start back up again with Karen Eileen Campbell, aged 23. She disappeared in an inn. Now, this this one's very interesting because she disappeared literally inside an inn. And she was going from the elevator to her room. So there's footage of her in the elevator. And she never made it to her room. 
So she was found naked just outside of the same resort uh, only a month later. And she was killed by blows to the head and had sharp, deep cuts, likely from a knife. On March 15th, we have Julie Cunningham. She was 26 years old. Now, both of those two, that previous victim, Karen Ann Campbell, she was in Colorado, um, specifically in Vail. March 15th, Julie Cunningham, she was also in Vail. She was a Vail ski instructor. And um, he approached her on crutches, said he needed help with his putting his ski boots in his car. As soon as they got to the car, he clubbed her, handcuffed her, assaulted her, and strangled her. Weeks later, and this is gross, preparing you, weeks later, he revisited her remains, which just, ew, just so much fucking ew, so much grossness. All right, April 6th, he took Denise Lynn Oliverson, 25. She disappeared in Grand Junction, Ohio, while she was riding her bike to her parents' house. Now, her bike and sandals were found in a viaduct near um, a railroad bridge that she would have had to go underneath. Um, he said he dumped her in the Colorado River, so we will never know. So, the next victim, I'm going to give you a little bit of a trigger warning. Um, this is Lynette Dawn Culver. She was 12 years old. So, if you want to go ahead and skip this, I don't blame you. It'll probably be about a minute and a half, because uh, I can't focus on this too long either um so may 6th 1975 ted bundy took lynette dawn culver age 12 years old he drowned her raped her in his hotel room and then dumped her in the snake river north of pocatello idaho idaho now he did confess to her killing before he was executed however uh, she may not even be a victim as the current police in that area in Pocatello are pursuing other options. Um, on June 28th, he took Suzanne Curtis. Now, she becomes Bundy's last confession, literal moments before he's led into the execution chamber. Um, we, she, her remains have never been found, uh, like so many of his victims. Um, now I'm going to talk a a little bit about his other likely victims. Uh, they were the same location, same age range, physical type, all of that jazz had a motive and had an opportunity to do it. All of that jazz. So there is Nancy Baird and Marie Burr, Vicki Holler and Rita Jolly. And I'm also just going to take a moment to mention the victims whose bodies we have not found yet. Denise, Georgianne, Julie, Nancy, Lynette, and Suzanne Curtis. So that about wraps up part one. Um, I'm don't worry, I'm gonna dive into his his first arrest. Yes, I did say first. His first arrest and his first trial. Uh, in part two, that's where we'll start off. We'll talk about his arrest and his first, his first arrest and trial, and then we'll get into his victims. And then finally his last arrest and trial, uh, 
leading all the way up to his execution. So stick around for that and uh, go hop on over to part two right now because it's uploaded. Um, follow us on Instagram at It's Murder Time Podcast. Shoot us an email at It's Murder Time at gmail.com. And that is spelled I T S M U R D E R T I M E. Follow us on Instagram. Shoot us an email if you have any suggestions of any kind, any nature. Uh, but I will ask you to keep it nice because, like, nobody likes to have a bad moment, you know? Nobody nobody likes to read a bad email. Nobody likes that. So let's be nice. Let's be good humans here. Um, let's not be like Ted Bundy. Not like, not like I'm comparing if you write me a mean email that I'm going to be like, you're Ted Bundy. No, totally different level. But, like... Ted Bundy was not a nice dude. And you know what? We want to do everything the opposite of what Ted Bundy did. Because Ted Bundy was a piece of shit. Who deserves to rot in stress. Uh, And yeah. So cool. Do those things. And we'll dive into part two momentarily. Join us.